Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. You can send all your prayer requests, correspondence, and inquiries to us through our contact page on warn-usa.com. The WIBR Warren Radio can be found on Sayscape, USA.life, MeWe, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Linktree, and Pure Social. You can also listen to our shows on warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. We're also found on the following carriers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warn Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Anchor, and Podchaser. A lot of different avenues that you can listen to the radio on. And you want to go to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com to check out the latest on Steal the Darkness. It's a Christian fiction written in 2017 by the watchman Dana Smith. And you can um, also find out more information about The Rising. It's the second edition to the Steel series, and it will be coming out soon. So we're excited about that. And you can find out more information on The Rising and read Steel the Darkness by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Also, you won't want to miss the shows from last week last Wednesday's advocacy show, Prophecy in Time Battle for the Harvest, and Thursday's show, Indignation, Initiation, Invitation, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 87, and on Friday's Sound the Shofar, The Spirit of Adoption, Book of Romans, Part 15. You don't want to miss those shows. You can go to warn-usa.com to find them. And also, you don't want to miss the end-time Christian prophecy interviews that we had with L.A. Marzuli, Dr. Patrick Heron, Dr. Mike Heiser, Benjamin Baruch, and those are on our classic interviews from the past. And also we have the post, The Road of Life Intersects with Death. It is hard to find peace if all you see in the world is chaos and trouble. There is a cure. Find out what this means. And we also have the late, an article, Faultless to Stand Before the Lamb. You can get this article, you can read the article and get the free ebook on danaglinsmith.com. And here we look at the fact of your standing in Christ Jesus and the reward that awaits all those who are in him, who loved us and died for us. 
And we also have Perilous Living, Best and Worst of Times. Perilous Living, Chaos in the World. Really? Or is it just that people can't get along? There is hope and the power to overcome. So you can read those articles and more on DanaGlynSmith.com and Warren-USA.com. We also have America, America's Endangered State of the Union. America and the nation may be in danger, but we have overcome through Christ Jesus. So we have a lot of articles and shows to listen to by going to warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. And now I welcome in the watchman. You're listening to Warn Radio on the WIBR Warn Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. We are here on a Thursday night, the end of the week. We've got a sunny day, which has been the first one in a long time. It'll be the and first one for a while, too. Yeah, we got more cloudy weather, but cloudy weather. I really enjoyed the sunshine today. Yeah, when it comes out, it's like finding gold. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, That's we haven't true. had sun. We've had snow. You know, and we've had cold weather. It was freezing here this last week. Good grief. You know, we told everybody that spring began at the first of this month. Yeah. No, first of April, March. First of March. Oh, did we? Yeah. I, I, I don't think somebody heard us. I know. It got mixed up. It did. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do this. Okay, tonight we are in part 88 of Isaiah on battle lines. The day of indignation is a phrase bringing in a section that can scare the yell out of many. Part 88. Okay, I'll see you on the other side. Well, we are there. The indignation of the Lord is upon all nations. Now, we covered this. And I'm just reminding you where we're at, Isaiah 34, 2. And his fury upon all their armies, and he has utterly destroyed them. He hath delivered them to the slaughter. And so when we look at this, you know, there, <laughs> you know we live in such a modern age that it's hard for us to get a grip here, but... You know, in this whole section where we were covering last week, you know, it's talking about here, you nations, all people, the earth, the world, and all things therein. This is all-encompassing. And so it's prophecy that can, uh, can apply to us today. And, of course, you know, if you're living in America, you know, and you've had, uh, you know, faith and 
Christianity and you have been persecuted and you lived a good life and everything's wonderful except for recently. I mean, it's probably pretty hard for people to think that judgment could ever come. But you see, the thing of it is, is that when we discuss true judgment. Now see, Revelation talks about this. Revelation discusses, and we have other prophetic passages that talk about judgment. But when you get into, like, from Matthew, pretty much, there's a few little excerpts in there. Like in James and a few others, Peter talks about it. Paul warns about it. But you get nowhere close to the picture you get when you're talking Isaiah. And when they talk about the day of indignation comes, (laughs) you don't want it. And we've got skeptics, you know, that, that just would never believe that this would ever happen. But see, when you get to verse 3 of this, it says, Their slain also shall be cast out, their stink shall come up out of their carcasses, and the mountains shall be melted with all their blood. Now see, that's really colorful language. That is prophetic language. That is language that says you don't want to be there. It's very graphic. Now the reason the slain are cast out is because they have been slain. It's been over three days. Their bodies have bloated in the sun. Wherever they're at, the flies are around and every other kind of Uh, Creepy crawly is in them bodies eating it up because we go back to the dust. And so they're picking these bodies up and they have to be thrown out of the city. Cast out. Get them out of here. Put them somewhere. Burn them. And it says their stink shall come out of their carcasses, which normally happens. I remember... Remember uh, the Lord raising Lazarus, and he was told, Lord, it's been four days. By now he stinketh. And they knew very well, you know, after four days, that was it. You don't raise nobody from the dead. But the Lord flat told her. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. And they rolled away the, the stone, and he said, Lazarus, come forth, and he did. And, uh, you know, you you begin to think the power of what Christ did at that moment to resurrect that. Then you turn around and look at the power of God to bring judgment upon those who refuse to repent. And see, this is where we're at in the world today. We are heading towards the end of days. We, We have been warning well over two decades about judgment coming on America. And judgment on the world. And we've been covering, you know, the persecution of the church worldwide, globally. And, you know, people get tired of hearing that. They always want to hear something else. But see, the problem of it is you need to listen. You need to get close to the Lord. You need to repent and stay close and look to him and get your family saved. Pray for them. And get them where they need to be. 
Because when the judgment of the Lord comes, and it's going to come on all the nations. Now get a hint. It's going to happen. But see, we're covering this because this is all part of Isaiah. And Isaiah does have a lot of judgment in it. But we've got coming some of the major prophecies of the Messiah. We've got coming, uh, you know, there's language and prophecy about the millennium and so much stuff. Isaiah covered so much. In Isaiah 14:9, it actually talks about this. Now, see, in 34, Isaiah 34, 3, and this is how this relates. You know, he writes us and he goes over and he brings that out again. Their slain shall be cast out. Well, see, in Isaiah 14, 19, it says they would lie unburied. Uh, and, I mean, you get into that that part right there. And uh, now, see, it says the mountains shall be melted with their blood. Now, are they really going to melt because of the blood? Well, here, because of all the blood, because of all the slain, and because of other judgments that have happened, you have hills. And these hills and the desolation would be so complete that these hills would begin to just fall apart like an earthquake like a landslide you think about it we we talk about judgment is it really possible to melt a mountain now you know you can look at a mountain and and we get rains in California and they've had when they have massive fires, there's nothing there. And when they get massive showers and snow or rain, they actually have a lot of landslides. Tremendous. Well, this phrase here is that the hills would be washed away because of the vast quantity of blood. Now remember, Revelation says the blood would flow to the horse's bridle. And many preachers, and even when I read it, you know, you say, is that possible to have blood to the horse's bridle? Well, no. Well, is it going to happen? Well, that's what it says. So, I mean, if you want to test the Lord, then you be wicked and nasty and try to live to the very end of days when his indignation is at its full and watch around with all the rest of everybody. And, of course, you're not going to be able to see how deep the blood is because you're going to be dead. And your blood's going to be mixed with all the other blood. Now, what I'm trying to tell you is there's judgment on the blood. And there's no clearer picture when we talk about the blood. And that's why I've taught on it. That's why I've written on it. And, you know, we can find blood guilt all the way from the beginning of the Bible all the way to the end of Revelation. We can find it from one end to the other. And what are we looking at here? We're looking at judgment. We're looking at blood. When you get in Revelation, the people are fed blood. The seas turn to blood. The waters turn to blood. 
Egypt, the waters turned to blood. Now, see, a lot of modern science say, well, it didn't turn. It was a chemical reaction. Well, you see, the thing of it is, it turned without no help. So we've got a lot of unbelief out there. We've got a lot of science that is absolutely unbelieving. And you have to believe it for what it says. And understand that it's a day that you don't want to be there. You want to be with the Lord. You don't want to be standing there with everybody else serving, uh, you know, El Slewfoot, the dark one, <laughs> and worshiping him and having taken the mark and cursing God. I mean, that is not going to work very well. So if you've got most of the planet taking the mark, you can see why there's a lot of blood. And so this is where everybody says, well, he's a wrathful God. Well, he's wrathful because you didn't repent. All you had to do was repent. All you had to do. There's no reason anybody should have to go to hell. Hell wasn't intended for you. He commands all men everywhere to repent. All you have to do is repent, come to him, and he will give you the power to become the sons of God. I mean, is that simple? Why do we do it the hard way? Well, the Lord told us this. John 3.16, everybody knows that. And you go beyond that and read the context. And the Lord says that they won't come because they love darkness more. And see, this is what the majority of people do. Why is there riots on the streets in America all the time? Because they love darkness. They love what they're doing. They want to riot. They, they want to do these things. Why do we have endless gangs coming over the open free borders we have now? Because they like to do that. They like to carry over pouches of drugs. They like to traffic in women and, and children and things like this. They want to find a way to make money and all that. Because everything's about greed. It's about money. It's about lust. It's about me. And all of that's going to be judged. All that's going to be cast down. All that's going to be removed. All that's going to be destroyed. And that's why the Lord says in Revelation 22... He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is wicked, let him be wicked still. Now, there's a couple more uh, uh, delineators in that. You can go read them for yourself. But the gist of it is, the Lord says, For I come quickly, my reward is with me. And I will give to every man according as his work shall be, whether you're wicked, whether you're righteous. The Lord's coming back. Now, see, you make the choice. And while we have a lot of people here today and say, well, you know, we can't have the wicked and we can't have the righteous. Oh, yes, we can because we have two, count them, two reapings. The reaping of, of the righteous and the reaping of the wicked. There are wicked folks. There's wicked in America. There's wicked in our government. There's wicked in our schools. There's wickedness in families. There's also righteousness righteousness and wicked and you have to make up the difference so don't blame me when we go through isaiah if you find judgment a little bit uncomfortable it should be uncomfortable it should speak to you that there's somebody greater than you yourself and your family and the problems in america the problems in korea the problems wherever it's at in isaiah 5 now this was a long time ago 25, he says, therefore, as the angel of the Lord kindled against his people, he has stretched forth his hand against them and has smitten them. And the hills did tremble and their carcasses were torn in the midst of the street. Now, see, that's other language. 
similar. But this is on Judah. And he will lift up an ensign to the nations from far and will hiss unto them from the end of the earth. And behold, they shall come. See, the Lord says that he's going to judge everybody at Jerusalem. He's going to bring them down to Jerusalem and judge them there. So make no mistake, we in the New Testament, the New Covenant, we look at everybody, they're going to go down and take on Israel. When the Lord says, I'm going to bring them down there and judge them. And because, see, in this modern world, we can create, you know, crafts that will fly to Mars. Planet we've never been on. And we can get a little helicopter that'll fly out of the midst of that vehicle after it's landed and fly around. They had a big shindig the other day because they had not only landed and did maneuvers, they was able to get their little helicopter to fly around. And they were so excited when they got these poor, uh, you know, they, they have high def stuff, but it's so far, you know, the video is all choppy, you know, but you can get the idea that it flew. <laughs> you know, it's so funny, you know, because, you know, there's some millionaires that are working uh, to build aircraft so they can go to Mars, they can go to the moon. They can take excursions. I mean, that's where our knowledge is. But it's not on God. Why should we pay attention to God when we know what we're doing? If you know what you're doing, why are so many Christians getting slaughtered around the world? If you know what you're doing, why do we have so many different kinds of things that hit us? Natural disasters, plagues, pestilences, everything like that that's happened through the time that man's been on this planet. Now Isaiah 13, Isaiah says this again, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners out of it. <laughs> you, know, you see, Isaiah here, you know, you can't say sinners, Isaiah. That is not kosher. Because you see, we're politically correct in America today. You know, Isaiah, you're racist because you call people sinners. And God is racist. Okay, well, that's fine. Go ahead and call him racist. I mean, while you're shaking your fist at God and correcting him, you know, it's ludicrous. I mean, we are so puny. We're flesh. I mean, and we shake our fists at God and refuse to repent when he sent his son to die for you to make a way so you wouldn't go to hell, so you wouldn't face his wrath. He doesn't want you to face this wrath. Verse 11 says, And I'll punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. And I'll cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. And I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man than the gold wedge of Ophir, which is the finest gold there is, the most, uh, the purest there is. But uh, <coughs> it said, uh, uh, Samson, not Samson, but Solomon, when he got gold for the temple, got some of the finest gold that was available that you could get on this planet that was available. Now, if a man is more precious than fine gold, that's mean there's not very many men around, not many, very many humans around. They're gone. 
Why? Because of the judgment of the Lord. Now see, in Revelation 6, And let's go from verse 8, and we'll just read them, because this tells you. Now, this is the part you need to pay attention to. See, because we're in the New Testament. And I looked, behold, a pale horse, and you all know these. You should know these. A pale horse, and his name that set on him was death, and hell followed with him. Death is followed by hell. Why? Because they're going to die, and they're going to go somewhere. And what does this tell you? They're all going to go to hell. This is that judgment. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword, with hunger, with death, and with the beasts of the earth. You see that, beasts of the earth? And that's over a fourth part of the earth. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw unto the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Now see, where are all the believers at? Well, there's a whole bunch of them that have already been slain. And there's been a whole pile of them slain since we've been doing what we do. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, do you not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? See, they want vengeance. You know? Look at Habakkuk. He was crying out to the Lord, saying, Why are you making me see this stuff? I cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, there's wickedness up there in Washington, D.C. There's wickedness going on in this land. And I delineate it. I mean, I lay it out. It's wickedness. I don't want to see it. How long are you going to wait? What are you going to do about it? We need to get this taken care of. Nevertheless, thy will be done. Because the Lord is going to give you a little more time. Because this thing is not finished. The wickedness is not at its peak. Neither is the righteousness for that matter. And God always waits He's the God of the harvest. He always waits for the perfect time of harvest. And make no mistake, you as a believer, as a Christian believer, better learn to get along with wickedness and iniquity and be able to identify it, tell it to your kids it's wrong, tell them why it's wrong, you bring them into the word of God, you lead them out of the lies of the of uh, this society that we live in and bring them into the truth of God. Because the truth of God is, seek me and you shall live. Come to me and I will forgive you. I have made a way for you. I am giving you grace. I'm going to make you my sons and daughters. You just come to me. See, because just like Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness sake, the same thing happens to us today. Abraham was the first one. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of earth, now see, we've all seen moon, uh, moons like blood, and they're really red. But I can envision a blood that actually looks like it's dripping blood. Because we're looking at a supernatural event here, and you could easily have something like that. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree. Now see, that's when everything's coming apart. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of the place. Now see, that's, that is when the end comes. All the stars seem to fall. Everything just falls down. Everything rolls back then. And what, what can you see? You can see the Lord. You're going to be standing before him. 
and the kings of the earth, the great men and the rich, and the chief captains, the mighty men, and every bondman, every free man, hid themselves in the dens of the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the day, great day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? Nobody. Not unless you have Yahshua. If you're on this earth at the time this happens, there is a 100% chance you are unsaved. Now there will be before this. There are those that will be sealed during this time. And they will be gathered. Matthew describes the, I mean, uh, the Gospels describe the gathering. The New Testament talks about gathering. Now, we've put it together as having a pre-trib rapture way, way, way ahead of time based on no biblical, actually, theology. It's just something we put together. And, of course, they'll say, no, Watchman, you're wrong. No, I'm right. I'm absolutely right. I didn't say he isn't coming, but we've not done right by people by telling them that. You better get ready. And in Ezekiel, when you talk about Gog and Magog, Imgog, Ezekiel 39, and this is where it gets like what Isaiah was talking about. And seven months shall the house of Israel be burying of them that they may cleanse the dead. Yet all the people of the land shall bury them, and it shall be to them uh, renowned the day that I shall be glorified, saith the Lord. And they shall sever men out men of continual appointment, passing through the land to bury it with the passengers, uh, those that remain on the face of the earth, to cleanse it after the end of the seven months shall they search. Now see, all of this is talking about uh, Ezekiel 38. And there's a lot of uh, theologians, when you look at this and read this, how we had to cleanse the land and you had people working through it, this was a nuclear, uh, this was a nuclear thing that went off here. This is what this many look at. And, and you can look at it and you can see that because you had to cleanse the earth. It's not just blood here. It just, it, it, it's devastated. You can't walk on it unless you, um, and, and it takes seven months to do it. And uh, so at any rate, another day of the Lord. And so Isaiah is talking about this because he's, you know, we have discussed about Assyria going through the land, causing a mess and pillaging everything and going to the gates of Jerusalem, blaspheming the Lord. That's what Rabshakeh uh, was doing, Rabshakeh. And... Uh, when he was challenging everybody as he stood out front. Too bad they didn't just shoot him, but they let him shoot off his mouth. But uh, you see, they, they knew that Judah wasn't going to win because they had him surrounded. No, nobody could stop him, and that's what Rabshakeh was saying. Well, Rabshakeh and all the rest of them died. And then they stood before God. See, and, and that's the way the Lord does it. He will always gather them together. He will bring them down there. 
and they think they've got the day, and then they're going to be destroyed. That's exactly what's going to happen when we talk about the one, actually it's the last Gentile ruler. You call him, many call him the Antichrist. Uh, you know, in Revelation they call him the beast, and there's a second beast. And, he, and uh, in modern terms we call that, uh, you know, um, the beast and the false prophet. And so you have all this that we think about when we look at these passages. But see, the last great Gentile ruler may not even be a Gentile at all. He may have come out of the house of Ishmael. I doubt he would come out of the house of Isaac, but he, he very well could have if he didn't know that. But he's going to come out of the Abrahamic brotherhood somewhere. And he will be leading that. He will be leading this. I, I, I'm absolutely positive he will be. Uh, and, uh, and, and so those are my thoughts on it. But at any rate, this last Gentile ruler will be... Um, full of the devil more ways than one and you know this guy's going to be good at what he does deceiving people leading them into perdition destruction and he's going to leave the armies of earth down to israel you just got one little itty bitty state you know israel doesn't even have all the land they did before and so you got this one ruler with all the nations, and they're all gathering at this little spot on the map in the Middle East. That's God, people. <laughs> he brings everybody together right there. You know, it's just like, why are you doing that? You know, well, it's, it's to show you what he could do. And he's going to bring them down, and he's going to judge them right there because he has chosen Jerusalem and Jerusalem, I mean, when you talk about there's a heavenly Jerusalem comes down, also known as the Bride of Christ. The church is known as the Bride of Christ. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on here. And so in, in verse 4 of 34, it says, And the host of heaven shall be dissolved, and heaven shall be rolled together as a scroll. Now, the other thing I was reading was from another, another section, another referral. And their host shall fall down as a leaf falleth off from the vine as a falling fig from the tree. And uh, and this is where, you know, we can look and see Isaiah in this section referring to the very last things, as we call them, That are going to happen before the, law, the Lord comes. And see, uh, Peter says it this way. And you can't get away from this. I mean, you can go hide your... <laughs> go find a, another type of Bible and scratch anything out you don't like. But man, I'll tell you, those Bibles are, are your copy. <laughs> you, know, you can ruin them all you want to. The Word of God is etched... You know, in heaven, it's etched in the hearts of every angelic being that that God sends out. It's etched in the heart of every glorified saint. You're going to know God's word inside now. You will hear his voice. He will be there, kids. 
But the heavens and the earth, which are now, this is Second Peter 3, beginning at verse 7, by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Everywhere you look, it's the wicked and it's the ungodly, okay? Nowhere do you see him doing this at all to the righteous. So if there was anything that I could tell you tonight, seek the Lord and his peace will fill you. Walk in his ways, pray and fast for your children and grandchildren, great-grandchildren, your friends. And this nation... Well, I'll tell you, this nation needs a heart transfusion. It needs a blood transfusion, literally. But it's not going to happen, kids. America is going to go down the road it was destined to be. She could have turned out to be even greater than she ever has. But sin entered in, in a mighty way. And today... We have more technology, knowledge, and abilities than any race of human beings, any, uh, how shall we put it, generation of human beings that's ever lived on this planet. There, there's never been a generation or generations of people that have been so inundated with technology, knowledge, and know-how about everything medicine, you name it. And we know more than we've ever known about everything. And that translates to, to things uh, that relates to uh, Tower and I too, you know, and to you. Because we know more about the body. We know more because of our knowledge about tests and about those things that affect your body, about... Uh, Many things that, uh, like, people are taking the shots and reacting to them. I can tell you one reason they're reacting to them. And their autoimmune system is messed up. And it's messed up because of the foods they're eating. And, and that's all there is to it. And so it affects them that way, that... I, I saw pictures of many of them. That's autoimmune. And when your autoimmune system is down, you can, you can, we know the diseases today. I mean, we know the diseases. Every kind of disease that you can think of from Alzheimer to, uh, you know, you can get cancer. I mean, all kinds of things because of that thing. Because of your system. Well, at any rate, so here we are, and Peter, of course, is talking to those in the Roman Empire, and they think they have all the knowledge in the world. They're powerful, but, you know, they're, they're not even a speckle of what we are. But yet, guess what? We're as, worse, or <laughs> we're as bad or worse than they ever were. I mean, we've got filth, wickedness, and vileness going on in this country, and most Americans won't see it or don't see it, won't speak about it. The churches don't stand up against it. Nobody riots in the streets over it. 
We have people rioting in the streets. We have people condemning others because of sin in the skin. Oh, you're white and you're the cause. There's sin in the skin. No, no, I wrote an article. Sin is not in the skin. It's that which is within you that is the sin. For out of your heart comes all those things which defile, saith the Lord. So Peter goes on to say, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day with the Lord is as a thousand years, as a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but as long-suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now see, that is why. You want to know why we got a mess here? You want to know why God hasn't destroyed it? Because he is not slack. When he said repent, and although we are about as wicked as you can get, we're still not wicked enough. But yet God's grace and his forgiveness is more than able to take the most terrible sinner among us and create in them a clean heart and give them the power to become the sons of God if they would repent. Repent. But many of them won't do that. So you want to know why it's taken so long? You want to know why it seems like so many things are going on? Because the devil is having a heyday. He knows he has a short time. He knows he he knows wickedness is going to get hard, uh, uh, real, real bad. I'll tell you, this land here called America, it has a spirit of filth just flowing over it. But see, as a Christian, you can stand up against all this where it doesn't affect you or your family. You can stand against this stuff. It's going to affect other people. You can be the light. You can be the one bringing people in. Now, there may be a lot that won't listen. But we are seeing people, even the enemies of God and the enemies of Christians, coming to the Lord. But the day of the Lord, Peter says, will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also and the works therein shall be burned up. See, now there's another descriptive is coming out of Peter. So everything, the heavens are going to go away. The elements are going to melt up. Everything's going to disappear. The heavens are going to scroll up like you raise up your curtains. Some of them pull them apart, but you can pull them up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you be in all holy conversation and godliness? He's, and, and, and plain speak, he's saying, you know, one of these days, all this stuff's going to be burned up, and all the wickedness, all those ungodly men are going to be destroyed and sent into the pit of hell. But it's not yet. I know there's a lot of wickedness out there. But God wants to save them. So he waits the very last minute. He'll wait thousands of years. Because a thousand years is as one day. And one day is as a thousand years. But it's going to come anyway. And you're going to get tired of the wickedness. Sin and iniquity will abound. And the love of many is going to wax cold. See, that's why you have to work against that. 
You got to be on fire. You got to know where you stand. You got to be wise. Wise in the Lord. But Peter says, seeing that all this judgment's coming and everything's going to be destroyed and all the ungodly are going to be destroyed, don't you think it'd be a good thing for you to be kind of uh, godly? Maybe you should even repent. Don't you think that would be a good idea? That's paraphrasing Peter, but that's what he's saying. Seeing then that all these things are going to be destroyed around you, they're not going to be there, the planet ain't going to be there, what are you going to do? You'll be in perdition. So don't you think, don't you think that maybe, just maybe, you ought to be nice, you ought to repent, you ought to seek the Lord, you ought to let his power of his spirit completely transform you. Now you see, one one tribe comes in here in the middle of this judgment, and that's Edom. Another name for it is Idumea. Because they did a lot of stuff to Judah. And Edom represents the type of evil in these passages. In Isaiah 34, 5, it says, For my sword shall be bathed in heaven, meaning to be revealed. Behold, it shall come down upon Idumea and upon the people of my curse to judgment. Now this is back to a local judgment here. You see, Edom, here Esau, his tribe, They hated Israel. They fought against Israel. They turned against Israel. And these things here, this has come to pass. Because it was upon Idumea and Edom. But when you look at them, They stand as a warning that God means what he says. Now, if you get back in Jude, back in Peter, you're going to find them both bringing up the angels who left their first estate and Sodom and Gomorrah. And you see, whether you like it or not, they're brought up for a reason, just like Isaiah is talking about this because he's bringing judgment down upon Idumea, upon this brother of Judah. And he was going 
to judge them for what they did. And so when you look at a lot of these desolations that we have been talking about, the day of the Lord can be a phrase of local astute as well. There was a day of the Lord upon Judah when Babylon hit them and they went into captivity for 70 years. There was a day of the Lord upon Nineveh. Now the first time when Jonah brought the message, they repented. Seventy years later, they had forgotten. And so Nahum the prophet warns them. And he talks about that judgment. And, and uh, Nineveh was destroyed. Uh, Assyria ended up being destroyed. Babylon ended up being destroyed. Persia destroyed Babylon. Persia ended up being destroyed. The nations of men don't seem to last all that long compared to the Lord God. Now see in Psalm 137, 7 through 9, and I've heard this phrase so much. And you can see it in Jeremiah 49, verse 7 through 22. And it talks about the captives by the rivers of Babylon. It says, by the rivers of Babylon, the captives of Judah sit and recall how Edom had betrayed them. See, the Babylon, the people who were taking them captive, wanted the Jews to sing the songs of Jerusalem and to dance around. Because if you've ever seen the Jews dance, and they're celebrating, they're, they're a people that really enjoy life. And um, they just have that natural rhythm about them. And it's a special music that they do. But they couldn't, because how can we sing? When we're not in Jerusalem. You know. And Psalm 137. Verse 7 says. Remember O Lord the children of Edom. In the day of Jerusalem. Who said raise it. Raise it even to the foundation thereof. See that's what the children of Edom. Were saying. About Jerusalem. And there is judgment here. And being, you know, of the same, they came out of Israel. They are Israel. And yet they betrayed their own brother. O daughter of Babylon, it goes on to say, who art to be destroyed, happy shall he be. He that rewardeth thee as thou hast served us. Happy shall he be that taketh and dasheth thy little ones against the stones. Now, see, this is talking about taking a child and, you know, killing him by knocking him against head, against a stone. That's what they used to do when they were fighting this war. It was brutal. Now, see, they're, they're sitting there in this psalm. He's writing this. And you're distraught. But, see, this is exactly what the Lord would do. He would use Babylon to bring judgment upon Judah and then destroy Judah at the end of 70 years for what they have done and, and also for the way they acted. Now Sennacherib messed around and he got judged for it. Not Sennacherib, but Nebuchadnezzar 
So these are very pertinent things here. It really does bring out the person, uh, you know, the the personal nature of this, but the God nature that when you find yourself, and when you're talking about the day of the Lord, there's no escape. We do use the phrase of fear, pit, and the snare in a lot of these things. But even through all three of those, which happens in a judgment like this, um, in the end, you're still taken. In Ezekiel 36, 5, it says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Surely in the fire of my jealousy have I spoken against the residue of the heathen and against all Idumea, which has appointed my land into their possession with the joy of all their heart with despiteful minds to cast it out for a prey. See, Edom wanted it. Or Idumea. And of course... Edom here represents the heathen, the wicked, who go after others and judge them to destroy them. And so, you know, and I always think of America like this. I just... You know, the, it's too bad that we spend all of our time the way we do instead of being together. Americans that live here are our brethren, really. But we spend so much time hating and just divided all the time. Your news is just a rallying cry of hate and vile and deceit and Every other kind of thing. Now, you can find good news out there. I'm still on uh, LinkedIn. I'm on a lot, a lot of uh, different places. But LinkedIn is a professional place. And uh, I've been there for quite a, long, a lot of years. And it's, it's totally unlike your other, other places. And people disagree. But they disagree. In, you know, at least I've never seen them disagree in a bad way. See, people can be civil. We just don't want to. And, you know, Nancy Pelosi and Schumer, they don't want to give a break to anybody. Because they want to rule America. They want to destroy any hold that Trump, the conservatives, the patriots, the Christians might have held on this country. And we see this same thing happening in other nations. Like, for instance, in India, where the Hindus, uh, the radical Hindus, nationalist Hindus, who Modi has actually got elected by, and he's been reelected. He's been there for quite a while now. But uh, the Christians that saw the minute he got in there, they said there's going to be trouble now. Real bad trouble. And there was, there is, there still is. But the Hindus want to get rid of every Christian by December. That's their goal. For many, many years. I mean, we're talking decades. I mean, just a long, long time even. I mean, Christians have been in India. 
and they've lived their lives and been able to raise their kids, now they're targeted. And we see the same thing in North Korea, the same thing in China. We see the same thing going on right now throughout uh, Africa. It is a mess. And so, when you look at all of this, and you begin to see, well, we're in America, we ain't destroyed yet, and we're not like the other nations yet. And you would think there would be hope for us. So I pray, God, in your judgment, remember mercy. Because judgment doesn't have to come for me. It can stay away for a while, a long while. But we are in these end of days and the signs point to very troubling signs. Father, thank you for your blessing and for the hope we have in you. No matter what the signs on earth are, because as Isaiah said, the curse has devoured the earth, so too Christ has removed that curse. And we as believers can walk in your blessing and your protection, and no one can take us from your hand. We look to you tonight. I ask that you would bless those that hear this. Bless those, Father, and guide their steps and help them. Direct them and keep them and their families. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Tower. Okay. Yeah, we don't have much time, do we? You can you can say a few words. Yeah, we're okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Well, first of all, it don't have to happen on our account. Yeah. We but don't want to see it. No, we don't. But we have to warn. We do. That's why we're here. We want the people to draw closer to the Lord. That's right. Because he is our only hope. Yeah. Not, not this world. That's true. <clears throat> so I'm thankful every day for the Lord. Every day I thank him. Yeah, thank him for everything. Yeah, for the good day, even if it is not up to what you think it should be. Yep. Live each day as if it's your last. That's right. That's why people that come back from a near-death uh, experience seem to have learned something. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, those kind of things don't take much. And maybe God is bringing America to one of those, a near-death experience, experience. Like he brought uh, Judah to that same kind of experience with Assyria being at their door. The gates of Jerusalem. Yeah, and he delivered them. He did. But he didn't deliver them the second time because they didn't learn the lesson. That's right. So I don't think America's learned a lesson either. No, I don't think so either. Especially when I see what they're doing in D.C. Oh. 
So at any rate, we got to get out of here. Okay, well, good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We love you. We pray for you. Stay safe and trust in the Lord in all your ways. Good night, everybody. We love you. Good night, everybody. Shalom. Don't forget to go by warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Till next time, be safe, be found in the Lord. God bless.